Hello, Girly Men listeners. While we pause our regular episodes and prepare a spectacular season two of the Girly Men podcast, we'd like you to enjoy some short bonus episodes co-hosted by my dear friend and rambunctious orange nun, Sister Unity. The Sister Unity of the Los Angeles House of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence that we had in episode one. She's hilarious and she's irreverent, but she's also devastating in her academic acuum and her theater talent is brilliant. You'll hear the joy we have in the laughter while we're digging into these ideas, but her messages are packed with wisdom and insights many girly men will find life-affirming. So enjoy the show, my friends, and pay attention. Remember, you can find us anywhere podcasts can be found, from iTunes to Stitcher to Spotify. Wherever you find us, please hit that subscribe button. Sign up to our newsletter and our website at girlymen.com. That's G-E-R-L-E-M-E-N.com. It's a place to see some of our video outtakes from each episode or contact us on Facebook. Again, just search for Girly Men. And if you're feeling old school, send me an email at mike at girlymen.com. Enjoy the show. What do you want to know about inspiration? I want to know what it means. (laughs) I need to teach people to be inspired. It's from the Latin root inspiris, which means to drink alcohol. And that's why people screw up their courage to do things or go out in public or have a fun nightlife by drinking themselves into oblivion. And they're inspired by the alcohol. Really? None of that is true. (laughs) I was going to have to change that whole part. I I don't know why you have me on your show. I lie. Um, Okay, no, inspiration as it relates to our complete sidetrack about alcohol. But I do think that there is a point about people who resort to substances to achieve something that might be recognized as an inspired state, inspired to be free, inspired to dance, inspired to act and be bold and colorful and lively and happy and wonderful. Can you do it without substances? Well, yeah, that's what art's about. Mm. Uh, And certainly, you know, meditation and spirituality, but that's not for everyone. But there are many, many doorways, just like alcohol and pot and other things are doorways to what seems like an inspired state. If we can sort of loosely equate inspiration and heightened awareness and heightened titillation and heightened sensory experience inside and out. So there's a lot of vehicles, a lot of doorways and tools that you can use to achieve inspiration. I mean, there's certainly, you know, sort of going inside yourself and looking. I don't know. People are like writers. You know, they're all supposed to sit at the typewriter and then just like be inspired. Uh, And some people are and some people aren't. And writers, even the best writers go in and out of it. So what is it? What 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 gets you there if you're not there when you sit down at the typewriter or an easel or a bar stool or whatever? Yeah, that's what I asked you. Yeah. (laughs) answering you. I'm just being long winded because I'm a nun and I like to hear myself talk. Who show is this? Yours or mine? (laughs) So here are some of the tools that I've found to conjure or to prepare the soil, if you will, for inspiration. Certainly spiritual practices. Certainly practicing art or engaging art that someone else has made, whether it's film, television, paintings, music, dance, knitting, anything that is making that draws on your imagination and employs or mixes into it your sort of intuition as well. 
your intuitive response to a song on the dance floor and how you move your intuition and your imagination make that all up as you're mm-hmm. dancing. I mean, no one choreographs their moves before they go out, do they? Well, okay. Some people. <laughs> Nature. Many people are triggered into a state of inspiration, of heightened excitement, heightened pleasure, delight, heightened will to create, share, speak, improve themselves, improve the world, or just to enjoy a a heightened state of feeling harmony and feeling peace and feeling centered and grounded or clear by nature, are are put in these places by nature. Going on hikes, going to a favorite spot, looking at the sky. My fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Smith, said once, if your eyes are tired and you've been looking at your desk and your books, just look out the window at a faraway vista of some trees and it'll relax your eye muscles. Could be likened to a sort of inspiration. It's an encapsulation of how nature works. So art, nature, spirituality. Um, If you're an extrovert, certainly talking with or being with or sharing time with other people. If you're an introvert, going and sharing time with yourself in your own space can plug you into the wall of your own centeredness and prepare the soil for feeling inspired. Sometimes, like with writers, sometimes you are dry, you are uninspired, and the process of whatever it is that you're doing, your vocation, the process of engaging a creative process, while dry and going through the mechanics of it, will kickstart the engine over time, and it won't come easy or come at first. You have to struggle with it and push yourself, but you can work through the dry period and eventually kickstarts the inspiration again. There's this great exercise by Viola Spolin, who was a sociologist who sort of created these sociological, these game exercises for sociological purposes, but in the process, oops, just happened to invent improvisation. So Viola Spolin had this one exercise called ruminating, where you, the, the performer sits in a chair and they assume a character. Uh, when I did it, it was a grandmother sort of mixed in with Catherine Hepburn, and you just start to talk as that character, and you talk. And for the first however long, for me it was like 15 minutes, the brain, who thinks it's so clever, spews out all the ideas it has. Oh, I'm going to talk about Gran and the time in Maine and her sister, and I'm going to make fun of Thanksgiving. And then the brain, like any muscle when it's engaged and tensed, it can't hold forever. It weakens. It thinks it knows, but it can't hold it forever. And when it can't, when it runs dry, then it tries to control by shutting things down. And invariably, the performers will look at the instructor of the improv class and will be like, okay, that's all I've got. I'm done. And Viola Spolin and had instructors say, no, keep talking. And they're like, but I don't have anything to say. Just keep talking. But I can't think of anything to say. Then make nonsense sounds. Just keep talking mechanically moving your lips and putting out words and sounds. And the amazing thing is when you do that, after a minute to five minutes, whatever it takes, the mind that's trying to control things, especially now that it's in danger because it ran out of ideas, eventually it all lets go and melts away, which, like we said in our uh, celebration podcast, gets the junk out of the lane, connecting the intuitive imagination that's inside naturally and organically in everyone and the faculties of producing words and, and, and creative output and behavior. And you just get this wealth of improvised, intuitive 
creative material that flows and flows and flows and usually finds its own ending point as well. And my experience is that the, the material that you're writing falls together easily and much, in much better shape than the stuff you thought up yourself with the intellect, you know, your, the, I've got this part of your mind. So you're saying that the inspiration gets us right down to our actually intuitive nature. Yes. Inspiration is about experiencing the opening of that channel mm-hmm. of the junk stepping out of the way or being moved out of the way. And then that feeling of, ah, the channel's open. And then acting on the inspiration, the pouring forth of whatever is inside. Mm. And you can never rarely guess what comes, what is inside. My improv teacher at the Groundlings Theater here in Los Angeles uh, used to tell me the best lines in an improv sketch are the ones that you didn't think of that just popped out of your mouth without a single thought beforehand. And I have found that to be true. Some of the funny things that we've been laughing about here are things that I didn't think to say to you. Uh I just decided to tease you. And these things just popped out as an organic response. So that's the open channel. That's interesting. I think I've heard that inspiration or inspire actually comes from like a root word that means to breathe, to breathe in, to breathe out, which is what I do when I meditate. And when I meditate, I get to that, I think my intuitive spot, it's that same energy that, what do you call it, a flow state or um, intuition or uh, the real me. (laughs) Meditation is a, a practice that bulldozes the junk out of the lane so that you can get to your inner self. Yeah. And and I love this thing you're saying about the root of the word and the breath, because as you're speaking, I'm, I'm trying it. I'm breathing a little more deeply and purposefully. And the feeling of breathing in totally feels like an opening and expansion. Breathe in right now, those mm-hmm. who are watching this. Breathe into your lungs or your belly or both. Breathe deeply so that you feel your torso expanding. I'm doing it till your whole rib cage expands. Yes. You're expanding. You're open. And then the breathe out. Doesn't that feel good? Mm-hmm. That's the outflow of the ideas or the material or the behavior, or whatever your project is, that comes once you've opened with inspiration. Opening, clearing the junk out of the way, expanding, making space so that then the material can flow out. The breath is a perfect metaphor for that. That's awesome. I think that's a great place to end this third segment. Um, I'll miss you. <laughs> I'll miss you too. Hopefully I'll see you very, very soon. A matter of minutes, really. <laughs> yes. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Girly Men podcast. I want to thank Sister Unity for her magic, her wisdom, and most of all, for her huge open heart. We started this podcast with the promise that we'd deliver heart-centered connection. Both Sister Unity and I want you to feel the love that we have for ourselves, for each other, and for you, our queer and dear family. We are all one. We are all connected. And we'll see you next time.